probably nobody ever else has ever done this, but you ever ask God, you know, do you really know what you're doing? Um, you know, I, I, I've had those questions, you know, before. Not, not that I've really spoken them out, but I've, I've, I've thought, thought it. Um, the title of the, the message this morning is, is Pray, Pray, Pray. I want to start out this, with, this morning with a, uh, a note that, that a viewer on YouTube wrote concerning Dan Orlovsky's prayer on ESPN about DeMar Hamlin. And I don't know whether everybody's seen that or not. It's, it's been all over ESPN and, and a lot of other places. But, but Dan, or how you pronounce his name, Orlovsky, uh, is an ESPN reporter, newscaster, uh, you know, sports expert. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago when DeMar Hamlin, uh, you know, had his heart attack and, and uh, you know, they took him to the hospital, he prayed on ESPN, and it, it was a heartfelt, uh, it was a heartfelt prayer. But this is a uh, a uh, comment that a viewer on YouTube wrote. He says, "I'm not a man of faith at all, but I am a man of action." So he identified himself that he's not a believer. Okay, but he did say that he was a man of action. Big ups to Dan for doing more than just saying words, thoughts, and prayers. This is impactful, and I really have a lot of respect for people who are willing to profess what they believe in, especially when it is something positive like this. You know, even the world has respect for someone that will stand up and, and act and do what they say they believe in what they believe. Amen? Even the world has respect for someone that will act on what they believe. You know, to me, that, 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 that said a lot as, as, as a believer, that even the world will respect you if you've got guts enough to stand up and say what you believe. In on December the twentieth, uh, that was a Tuesday. At probably about seven forty-eight a.m., we we gather here and pray, and and we God give a, a prophecy. There was a prophecy received on prayer, and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. And, and I'm going to, to tell you what it says just as close as, close as I can to exactly how, how it was given. And it says, pray. Pray, 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 and pray. Pray and listen to what I've got to say. Pray, listen, and receive what I'm saying. 
then pray, listen, receive, and do what I've told you to do. There's four things here that, that, that was spoken. Pray, pray and listen, pray, listen, and receive what has been spoken, and then pray, listen, receive, and do what you've heard. Went on and, and said this, that in the next 12 to 18 months, the next 12 to 18 months will be critical for you. And, and you can take that personally or, or as a church, which I believe, you know, that was the direction um, of this prophecy. 18 months when, when this prophecy came will be June of 2024, be a turning point. You know, it's, it's not a opportunity to be critical, but it is a critical time that we're stepping into. It's, it'll be an opportunity to wreak havoc on the Satan's kingdom. It'll be an opportunity to wreak havoc on, on Satan's kingdom. You know, a prophecy, when it's, when it's given or when it's spoken over you or, or over a body or, or over a nation, doesn't mean that it'll be an automatic experience for you. But there's a participation that you have to, to do. You know, I, and I'll give you a perfect example. You know, when the children of Israel were on their way to the promised land, you know, all the way back, you know, in, in the first part of, of Genesis, you know, God spoke to Abram and he says, you know, Abram, I want you to leave your people and, and I want you to go to a place. And he says, I'll show you. You know, he didn't give Abram all the details. He just said, I want you to get up and I want you to leave your family and, and I'm going to show you where to go. You know, and, and we can follow that track all the way through, you know, Moses and, and, you know, Israel or Egypt. And, you know, when they come out of Egypt, they were on their way to promised land. And they were, but, but the problem was with that was that there are millions, hundreds of thousands of, of the children of Israel didn't make it to the promised land because they didn't receive the prophecy that was spoken over them. In fact, there was only two, really, that was over the age of 20. Everybody over the age of 20 died in, in the promise, or in, in the, before they got there in the wilderness. Only Caleb and Joshua made it to the promised land because they heard the voice of God, they received what God had to say, and then they were doers of it. You know, the challenge, you know, to Oakton as a church, at Oakton as individuals this morning 
is, is this, that we need to spend time in prayer. We need to spend time listening to what God has to say to us. And then we need to receive what God has spoken to us. And, and then we need to be a doer of it. I want to share several scriptures with you this morning about, about prayer, you know, about listening, about receiving, and then about doing. And, you know, just so, you know, anytime a prophecy is given, you need to, you need to go to the Word of God and see if it lines up with what the Word of God says. You know, if you can't find... If you can't find what has been spoken in the Word of God, then then you need to kind of set it back on the shelf somewhere, or, or you know get get rid of it. Okay. On prayer, first First Timothy two one in the King James version says, "I exhort therefore first of all." supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks be made for all men. I exhort therefore that first of all, the first thing that we need to do is to pray. that's, That's the number one thing is we need to spend time in prayer. In supplications and prayers and intercessions and in giving of thanks, be made for all men. You know, we need to be praying as a church for, for, for our pastors, especially Pastor Kent, you know, and, and everyone that's on staff. We need to be praying that, that we have favor with everyone that, that we are dealing with, whether it's the UMC, GMC, WCA, NCLL, you know, whoever it is, you know, whether, you know, anybody that we're doing business with or, or having interactions with, we, we need to be praying for them. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 in the Amplified, it says, Be earnest and unwearied and steadfast in your prayer life, being both alert and intent in your praying with thanksgiving. Here in Colossians it says to be earnest and unwearied and steadfast in your prayer life. What what does that mean? You know, I, I was going to ask Kent this morning before before he had to leave and and uh, go minister in, in Carthage. Uh, Pastor Embar and Olga are, are a little bit under the weather, and he had to go down there, and uh, it was kind of a last-minute thing. We need to be praying for for Pastor Embar and Olga, and and Pastor Kent that he has that he hears from God, and that he has a word for for Carthage this morning. Amen. But it says to be earnest and unweary and steadfast in your prayer life. You know, I, I was going to ask. Kent, this morning before he left, how long we've been praying on Tuesday mornings. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive it's been over a year 
and, and maybe a lot longer than that. You know, maybe a lot longer than that. And we've got a, a pretty steady core group of, of six to nine. You know, every once in a while we'll have as many as 12 praying here every, every Tuesday morning at, at 7 o'clock. And, you know, there's been times that we've talked about maybe not doing it anymore because, you know, we, maybe we were getting just a little bit weary or, or um, you know, frustrated disappointed but but we've kept persevering and didn't allow weariness to set in and and I don't know I was hoping Mac and Connie or at least Mac would be here this morning and Connie uh, I'm, I'm going to get in trouble about that one uh, you know Mac is always here on on Tuesday mornings and it, it seems like to me the last couple months that, that something has changed. That, you know, as we pray and as we spend time before God and listening, I think he's speaking more to us than he was, you know, six months ago. I think, I think that, that speaking, or, or maybe it's just that we're listening better. You know, maybe that's what it is. He's probably always been speaking. We just haven't been hearing. But, but he's beginning to speak a little bit more, and, and we're picking it up, and we're receiving it, and, and we're getting a clearer direction as to where Oakton needs to be going. In Second, or in First Thessalonians five seventeen. It says, be unceasing in prayer, praying perseveringly. You know, if, if you have, have a problems staying committed to prayer, I would, I would encourage you to, to get a prayer partner. You know, maybe your husband, maybe your wife. Maybe a close friend or somebody that that can join with you and for a time of prayer. You know, some 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 people just don't do good by themselves. And that's okay. That's okay. You can encourage you can encourage one another. You remember in the New Testament when the, the apostles, the disciples were were persecuted and and, you know, the Sadducees and the Pharisees told them not to preach in the name of Jesus anymore. You know what they did? They went back to their own company and, and prayed and said, we're not going to pay any attention to what they said. We're going to do what God has told us to do. And they were encouraged and they, they praised God and, and, and sang his praises. Secondly, we need, we need to learn how to listen. We need to learn how to listen. In Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, it says, This is the way, walk in it. This is the way, walk in it. When we listen to God, He always shows us the way. When we listen to God, He'll always show us the way. 
In John chapter 10, verse 27, it says, The sheep that are my own hear and listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. As we listen to the voice of God, we'll know his voice, and we'll follow him. You know, ignoring God's voice always has bad results. Guarantee you, 100% of the time, ignoring the voice of God will always result in, in, in bad results. In John chapter 16, verse 13, and I hope you're writing all these down or, or you can go back to the, to the Facebook or YouTube, wherever you can wherever you uh, get, get the sermon and, and write these down and, and meditate on them. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own, but he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. You know, the spirit came on the day of Pentecost and we have access to inside information if we'll just listen. We've got access to inside information. You know, too many times, you know, when, when we pray, and, and I've done this, we, we've probably all done this. You know, we, we should take time to listen. Sometimes we'll just say a prayer and shut God off and go do our whatever we're doing that day. But, you know, really what we're saying when we do that is, you know, here I am, you know, I don't know anything, praying to a God that knows everything, and I'm doing all the talking. Here I am, I don't know anything, praying to a God that knows everything, and I'm doing all the talking and I'm not giving him an opportunity to say a word. Ouch. Anybody ever done that? I know I have. And I said this earlier, but I'll mention it again. You know, in our listening, we need to be sure that what we are hearing is consistent with the Word of God. If it doesn't line up with what the Word of God says, throw it out. Okay? If what you're hearing doesn't line up with what the Word of God says, throw it out. The third part of, of, of this prophecy was, was to receive. You know, Proverbs 19.20 says, Hear counsel, receive instruction, and accept correction that ye may that ye may be wise in the time to come. When we pray, we need to listen, and then when we listen, we need to receive. Acts chapter 2, verse 40 through 42, and, and I'm not going to read, read all of this, but, but what I want, want you to get out of this is that receiving is not a one-time occurrence, but is a persevering constantly in the Word of God. 
In other words, you need to continue to, to listen and continue to receive what God has for you. And the fourth and last part of, of, this, of this prophecy was, was to do. In Psalms 32.8, it says, The Lord will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. I will counsel you with, with my eye upon you. He's going to teach you the way to go. He'll always give you the way. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. That's a pretty serious verse of Scripture. You know, I, I believe that, that when God speaks to our hearts and, and gives us a direction to go, and if we pray about it and we listen for His instructions, if we, if we receive those instructions and, and we make the needed corrections that, that need to be made, you know, a lot of times... You know, we, we have to tweak the way we're thinking or what we're doing or the direction that we're going or, or maybe we need to reprioritize, you know, what we're doing every day. You know, maybe they're just, maybe he's just saying, you know, Jordan, spend some more time with me. You know, many times there's, there's some adjustments that we need to make in, in our receiving what the Word of God has has for us. And and then and then we need to do it. You know, just just thinking about it and you know really doesn't cut it. You know, I, I can remember, you know, at home growing up, you know, we, we lived, you know, we raised a lot of cattle and, and always had chores to do. And, and, you know, my job was to go out and, and, and feed the bulls, you know, and we had probably eight or 10 bulls all in one pen. And, and, you know, when you went out there with a bucket of feed, you need to be wary of, of, of the bulls because they all wanted to get up there and eat in this one spot. And, you know, if I, if I, you know, Dad said, go out there and, and feed the bulls. You know, and I went out to the barn and, and got the buckets of feed and, and never did do anything with them. And, and went back and said, well, Dad, I got them fed. You know, I, I thought about it. You know, I thought about doing it. And I said, I don't think I want to do that. You know, the bulls didn't get fed. You know, and 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 I, I and I got corrected. You know, and and what would happen is that I wouldn't get any other directions from Dad until I'd done the last thing that he told me to do. 
you know, because he expected me to do it. You know, and I don't know whether I've got scripture for this, but, and you can just, this is just Jim Worth, okay? But I believe that, that when we get instructions from, from our Father God, you know, he kind of expects us to do it. You know, he expects us to pray about it, listen to what he's got to say, receive what he says, and, and be a doer of it. And, and I'm thinking that, that if, if we miss out on any of these steps here and, and we don't get accomplished what he wants us to accomplish, I'm not sure that he's going to give us any other directions until we, until we do what the last thing was that he told us to do that we didn't do. That makes sense? So church, I think we need to pray. In James chapter 1, verse 22, be doers of the word, obey the message. Don't be merely listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. You know, and, and this just kind of backs up what, what, what I said, that you know, just, just talking about it and just thinking about it and not doing it doesn't cut it. You know, if, if we think that that's good enough, then we've deceived ourselves because we're not doers of it. You see what James chapter 1 verse 22 says? But be doers of the word, obey the message. What's obey? Is, is obey passive or, or an action word? It's an action word. It requires it requires us to do something, and don't be merely listeners to it, because when you're that way, you've betrayed yourself and you deceived yourself. You think you're somebody that you're not. You think I'm good, but you're not. You remember we we read a verse of scripture back here a while ago that that said that. Not everybody that, that uh, comes to me and says, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. You know, before I got born again, I'd heard the word a lot of times. I'd heard the word a lot of times. And, and you know, I, I knew what, what the, God's desire was, but until I acted on that word, you know, I wasn't going to heaven. I wasn't born again. I wasn't a new creature in Christ Jesus until I did something with that word. You know, and that's the way all of the word works. It, it, all of the word works that way until we do something with it. Until we do something with it, it's not really much of a benefit to us. Jonathan, you didn't get saved until you received Jesus as your Lord, confessed him with your mouth, and believed in your heart, did you? Amen? That, that, that's how it works. He put actions to what the Word of God said, and now he's a new creature in Christ Jesus, one that never existed before. He's righteous. 
child of God. Amen. Amen. That's the way the Word of God works. We've got to put action to, to every, every part of it. You know, I realize this is not a jumping up, running around the sanctuary sermon. But I believe this is what the Word of God is speaking to Oakton. You know, I think he wants us to to get out of the church and, and make a difference in the world. You know, if he was here for, for the Sunday school class um, that Pastor Kent had, we're, we're relaunching Oakton as a new church. We're relaunching Oakton as a new church. One that is, you know, never existed before. It, it, it's a new beginning. It's a new beginning, and we need to, to get out of this church, get, you know, get out of our comfort zone, and, and, and go to the world and make a difference. Glory to God. You know, we've, we've got four or five people sitting here in the center, in the center section that, that have just become part of this body in the last two or three months. You know, may, maybe less than that. I, I don't know. But that's what it's all about, folks. We ought to have five or six or 10 or 15 people every Sunday morning new, new in this body. You know, I've heard this statement for, for 40 years that, that we need to quit playing church and be, and be the church. You know, and, and I've always looked for somebody else to, 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 be that, to be that person. You know, maybe it was the pastor or maybe it was somebody that, that I look, looked up to. Uh, you know, maybe it was a, Sunday school teacher or somebody that had sowed in into my life always looked for somebody else to be that person. You're that person. That that's who you are. You know, church, there's prayers that need to be prayed. And we need to be in prayer continually. You know, there's stands that need to be made. And we need to make those stands. And there's assignments that need to be carried out. There's prayers to be prayed. Stands to be made. And assignments to be carried out. And I would say this to you this morning. Don't make God have to find somebody else to do your job. Because he's going to get the job done. You know, he's going to get the job. Everybody is going to hear about Jesus and that he's coming. But we've all got a part to play in that. If, if we'll stand up to the plate and take the bat and swing at the first ball. 
And if you miss it, so what? You know, sometimes we don't step out and do something because we think we're going to make a mistake. I got news for you. You will make a mistake. You will make a mistake. You'll, you'll mess up. But God is a faithful God. He'll love you. You come to him and say, God, I missed it. He'll pick you up, dust you off, and show you the way. You know, our doing gives God something to work with. You know, if, if, we, if we sit back and don't ever do anything, God doesn't have anything to work with. We need to give him something to work with. You know, the word says that he'll bless the work of your hands, but if you're not doing anything, he doesn't have anything to bless. Amen? The altar call this morning is is this. If you're not born again, today's your day. He loves you. You don't have to get good enough to come to God. He'll take care of that. He'll take care of that. But Oakton needs a team of 100 people to be prayers, to be listeners, to be receivers. And we need a hundred people to be doers. You know, and, and my question to you this morning, are you one of those? And if you are, I would invite you to come to the altars and, and, and make that commitment. You know, if the altars get full, stand behind, you know, the ones in front of you and just, just lift your hands up and say, that's who I am. I'm a prayer. I'm a listener. I'm a receiver. And I'm a doer. Amen.